Welcome to What Is It All For, a podcast designed to help you grow your online business and pursue a spacious, satisfying life at the same time. We're your hosts, Jason and Caroline Zook, and we run Wandering Aimfully, an unboring business coaching program. Every week, we bring you advice and conversations to return you to your most intentional self and to help you examine every aspect of your life and business by asking, what is it all for? Thanks for listening, and now let's get into the show. And I'm here too. <laughs> I don't really know what to do with my leg in this setup because yeah, we're not I, on a couch. That's tough for this, you. And my legs are so long and not flexible anymore. Man, getting older, you really lose a lot of flexibility. Did you know this? I do. And actually, flexibility and like stretching is something that I'm very much looking forward to getting back into. Yeah. Or yeah. I'll tell you what, what? A, f- a year of full-time travel, it really clumps you into a ball <laughs> of a human. <laughs> like, you just start slowly dis- it just It's like you start like a stretched out human. Yeah. And then like by the end, like all the planes and Airbnbs and trains and like lack of like mm-hmm. consistent exercise, just like. <laughs> and I don't think the extra pizza feel, doesn't help. Mm, it like did? kind of like it's like a vacuum. Like you the pizza's like. <laughs> <laughs> you feel pretty crumply right I, now. Clumpy. 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 I feel kind of crumply. Okay. Yeah, I feel <laughs> like clumpy. A crumpled up piece of yeah. paper. Hey, uh, just that? real quick before we get into the pray and bell, I want to give a shout out to our singular Gen Z listener. Yes. Who sent absolutely. us an email, mm-hmm. and I don't know when she's going to listen to this because she's just now she's like working her way back through, because which is going to be really fun. We asked on a yes. previous episode. Yeah. We were talking about how painfully just we are now not, getting older. Not Gen Z. We're, we're, we are. We are no longer the. It's so funny as the younger generation, because yeah. remember when like all the articles were like millennials? Yes. And so now all the articles are Gen Z. It's just yeah. like weird to watch that in real time. Um, however, we asked for if there are any, any Gen Z listeners. And to be honest, one person. <laughs> so Deanne, <laughs> thank you so much for reaching out. You we sent your an email. amazing email. Although I will be honest, you are a millennial in uh, sheep's clothing and Gen yeah, Z exactly. clothing. You're on the cusp. Yeah, uh, but very kind of you to send that email. We uh, laughed and we're very happy to get your uh, email, and I'll, I'll have replied back probably by the time you listen to this. But yeah, very very fun. Uh, just a little Great thing. We out. love those emails. We so thank love you so much. those emails. Let's get into the pram bell. So uh, this is the last pram bell. This is the last pram bell, and we'll go back to the pramble. The pramble. We'll we'll but, go back so to. So those of you who are like, what are these words? Yes. The pram bell. Yes. Well, the pramble yes. is what was the original. It was which the preamble. Is, it's the preamble, but it's also where we ramble. It's yes. this what you're listening to right now. Exactly. We just talk about nothing before Everyone's we get into the meat segment. of the episode. Yeah. And you just never know where we're gonna go. However, when we started full time travel, we turned the pramble into the pram bell. We did. Which is a combo of the pramble and the travel, mm-hmm. and so it was like travel updates in a pramble format. These are words that we make up, and we, we do that love making quite up words. often. Love making up words. And, yeah. As evidence Get by, up cr- on as evidence by crumpled words. and uh, whatever we just Clumpy. said. Clumpy. That is yeah. a word, though, yeah. just so you're aware. Yeah, but, like, who uses it, you know? <laughs> no like, one. No one uses it. So, this is our last Pramvel. Because, because this was our last new country of the year. That's right. So, technically, we will be going to countries in Europe, and we actually already have, but... Uh, none of them are new and they're not really for any purposes of traveling. They're more to like get to a place to get to a place. As you are listening to this episode, we are transitioning. We're in the transition zone. We're shifting. We're shifting. We are shifting right now. That's what's <laughs> happening right now. So just a side tangent. Jason's <laughs> making fun of me because at one point during this trip, we were out to dinner. It was dinner. like two months into the trip. It was two months into the trip. We were out to dinner at like a nice candlelit little dinner. It was romantic. And I just love deep and meaningful convos you on really our dates. Do. 
And I said, <laughs> this is such a me thing to say. Yeah. I'm, I started talking about thoughts I was having and feelings or whatever. But the way that I introed it was something that's shifting in me right now. <laughs> <laughs> and I can say, <laughs> which made say, total sense to me because right. it was something that was shifting in and me. And all of you Enneagram fours and INFJs out there. A change of perspective that I was are happening. Like, yes, tell me about the shift. I way, feel the shift. A way that I was growing and I wanted yeah. to communicate it with my partner. And the rest of us are like, yeah, just say like what you're thinking about. And so for the rest <laughs> of the year, Jason always, but he'll do it. Like he'll be in the kitchen and he'll be like, something that's shifting in me right now is the laundry is done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Um, it's cute. And yeah. we like to use that phrase. So, so anyway, we're in a shift right we're now. We're in a shift right now. Holy and those shift. of you who are on our email list, yes, you're getting the Holy Shift series because we are moving to Portugal. If you didn't listen to that episode, we're getting all of our ducks in a row. Next week's episode, we're going to share with you the entire visa process, mm-hmm. the applying for the visa and like all that stuff, because some of you are just very curious about it, which we were too. I'd so just listening, to, listening is very fun. Um, but I think what you were also getting to is where we're sitting right now. Yes. is back in the United States as of recording yes, this, which is very interesting because we're talking about travels that feel like they were months ago, but they were like a week and a half ago. Exactly. And I just wanted to take everyone along for the ride of, if you've been listening to us this entire year for this travel world that we've been living in, we're now entering a new season, which is going to be like two to three months of sort of adjusting to life, our new life in Portugal. But there's some, we can't just like go there and just start living. We have some logistics. There's visa stuff. There's trips back and forth to get some things settled. So we're in this like weird transition period, which I think we're going to talk about more in this episode. Yeah. But that is all to set up the fact that let's just have some fun and talk about our final country and our final time on this full-time travel (laughs) almost year. Yeah. 10 month life experience. Yeah. I mean, we will be traveling for the full year basically. Like we'll be going back and forth, as you said. Uh, but I want to start out with Switzerland lives up to the hype. My goodness. We didn't even place. go to the Grindelwalds and the Lauterbrunnens and the Interlakens. And There's so much more to be explored there. The we Gruyers didn't even scratch the surface. And the Basels. We didn't go to any of these. We went to such small places and they were still unbelievably magical. It... I'll never forget the first morning. Well, because we got in later in the afternoon oh and it started God. to get dark and we it was got raining. In, <laughs> it, was ra- it was honestly like, it was a good flight. Yeah. I, my, another great flight for me. But then we had to rent the car and then... Would you say it was a perfect storm? Because <laughs> Caroline, as we were landing, she was like, do you think we're going to get back when it's dark? And I was like, no. Well, yeah. And in your defense, we would have been fine in the light, but I was lollygagging in the grocery store. Oh, well, that and we had a little snafu with the rental car. Right. And like we didn't get, I booked it for the wrong time. My assistant, excuse me, <laughs> which is previous me, previous booked it season. for uh, the wrong time. I don't know. It was weird. But anyway. You should fire them. Yeah. So we, we landed. It was raining in Zurich. We got the rental car. We drove to a grocery store. By the time we were pulling up to our Airbnb, it was dark dark so we didn't get a we, we couldn't even tell that we were on a lake we couldn't tell there were any mountains i saw some like interesting like very sort of i don't forget the word i'm looking for but this like very large mountain face the shadows like some shadows there's a word i'm looking for that's sort of like forbearing it's like ah. overbearing oh foreboding wow that's not right this is great Mm, if you know the word, email us. <laughs> um, oh, man. I, that's actually something that frustrates me. I can tell when someone can't find the right word. Um, oh, yeah. And you're like, it's this. It's, it's this. this. You're like anyway, your you car. can see that, this sheer rock face coming out, like, just in the darkness. But anyway, we go to bed. We get to the Airbnb. It's very cute. It's perfect. We go to bed. 
I will never in my life forget. I can see it right now in my mind's eye. Yeah. Waking up in the morning, the light, and then walking out and seeing the lake, the color of the water, just surrounded by these gorgeous mountains. Yeah. It did not look real. It felt like I was stepping into some sort of screensaver or weird. It really was. For those of you who are on our email list, you saw the photos last week. And as of this episode going up, you'll have seen the photos this week. And it is as beautiful as advertised. It's it's like the only thing I can relate it to is Iceland. We went to Iceland in 2017. Mm -hmm. Everything is a postcard. Everything is just a magical photo that you could just send someone. They'd be like, is that real? You're like, yeah, it's 100% real. Um, This would have been the second time this year that I wanted to wake you up in the morning Mm -hmm. due to the absolute beauty. So the other time was when I actually did wake you up. When it was snowing in Ireland. In Kinsale. Yeah. Uh, It it snowed for like 20 minutes, and I was like, I have to wake Caroline up because it may not last. And sure enough, it didn't. It went away. That's another memory that I'll never forget because it felt like my parents waking me up on Christmas morning and it was snowing. So this was, I almost woke you up, but I didn't because the day before was a flight, a drive in the rain, a grocery store. You made the right choice. Yeah, I did. Because also the view wasn't going to go away. Right. That was the other thing. Like the snow was going to go away, (laughs) and it did. It never came back. Exactly. Uh, But yeah, so this first week we spent at an Airbnb that was a very magical Airbnb for us because it was the first Airbnb that you found as Aside we were starting the to windmill, yeah. think about this trip in mm-hmm. Europe back in like June of 2021. Switzerland was like at the top of the list. Yeah. So you found this Airbnb and I've told this story many times but I'm going to tell it again because it's worth telling very quickly is that it, I couldn't, you couldn't book it and it had like a six month wait thing and I kept refreshing every day. I was refreshing every day early this year for, for a month. Never popped up. Through a bunch of Google sleuthing, I found an email address. I contacted the host. He reached out to me and said, yes, you can book it. And we were able to book it. And it lived up to the pictures because the pictures were beautiful. I'm glad you went through all those hoops because uh, it was worth it. And I'll leave it in the show notes, a link to the Airbnb so you can check it out and you can see the views that we had. But it's this cute little apartment atop of this house. You're basically, an, it's like an attic apartment. But a very nice, modern attic apartment. Exactly. Uh, And the unfortunate part of it, with all the beauty and the fall colors changing and the most unbelievably turquoisey teal green water, you got the flu. I got the flu. And so those of you who've been listening to our... Second or third day there. Thankfully, we got to one uh, small town, which is probably where I caught it. I don't know. um, Before I started feeling sick, but pretty quickly into our stay there. I started having sore throat symptoms, which is why I thought it was honestly COVID. I thought I was going to have COVID for the second time. And, but after testing like three or four days in a row, it was pretty clear that because it wasn't. Because your lovely husband drove into a nearby town, <laughs> went to a uh, German speaking pharmacist yeah. and uh, had a conversation about cough drops, which are Houston bonbon. The, in nowhere besides America <laughs> are cough drops called cough drops. Cause they're we really tried not. this in Croatia no, also. Yeah, they're really not. And people are like, which makes sense. They, they think you're talking about drops. Like physical like, wet like drops. Wet drops. Yeah. And so they're like a cough drop, and yeah. you're like, oh, no, not a, a lozenge, yeah, a cough. But they're bonbons. They are bonbons. Houston bonbons. Houston bonbons. Uh, but yeah, so we did multiple tests, and so you were basically hunkered down, sneezing and having a fever. Fever, like just, and I guess it's beginning of European flu season, so that makes sense. And as of you know, right now, recording this, many of you, I'm sure, like it's also the U.S. flu season because of just hearing so many people, yeah, kids I just have think, the flu. And I just all. think just, we're all sick in general, which yeah. is only to be probably expected. Yeah. But anyway, uh, so I took some walks around the lake. Lake Lungern was mm-hmm. the lake, and it was absolutely beautiful. But our time there was pretty limited because we didn't Very go limited. anywhere. 
we just, you know, I, again, just took this walk around the lake, which was beautiful and magical. Like, I, Well, because I said there's nowhere else I'd rather be sick on the planet. Exactly. Because every time that I felt like absolute crap, I would get out of bed and I would go look at the view yeah. and I would feel the, the alpine air on my Ooh, skin. Ooh, nice. Way on to the use balcony. alpine. Thank you. That's beautiful. And it was gorgeous. Now, yes. so we finished up our first week. We yes. And very thankfully, we booked two weeks in Switzerland because we knew, A, there's just so much to see and we mm-hmm. wanted to see a lot. But B, we had a special guest visitor. Special guest visitor. My mom, otherwise known as Patty. Yeah. Patty um, is... So the fun backstory of my mom coming to visit is that growing up, my mom always talked about this place called Lucerne, Switzerland. And it was like her favorite place. She went there when she was 16 years old on just a a trip. Um, And she just always talked about it. And growing up, we didn't have a ton of money. Like she had more money when she was a teenager and that's why they were able to travel and do European travel. But by the time that, you know, we came along, there was not a lot of money to be had. She'd spent it all. Yeah. yeah, She blew it all. No. Um, but she, so I think she longed for this time in her life where she could go places and she could do things. And, um, you know, so she always talked about that and she always instilled in me this love of travel, even though we couldn't do it a lot. And she said, one day when you are able to, I, she would just encourage me to go places. And it's kind of cool to think that this whole year of travel is now me sort of like, I'm sure that that seed is planted somewhere from her instilling that value in me of like how important it is to see other cultures and see places. Anyway. So I've always heard of this place and I had this dream. Wouldn't it be cool when I got old enough to be able to take her on this trip that maybe she's not able to do on her own as a way of sort of giving back to her and saying, thank you for, you know, being a great mom and raising pushing me through your birth canal. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's not easy. That's it. That's not on a card. I don't know (laughs) what is come on Hallmark. And amazingly, you know, we're at the place in our lives where we're able to now do that and kind of give back in that way to people that we care about. And so for Mother's Day, basically, we gifted her and said, like, because she had talked about it. She said, maybe I'll come, you know, visit you when you're doing your year of travel. But I knew that that was going to be really hard for her. So she freaked out and was so excited. And it just was a dream come true. So she flew all the way to Zurich. Yep. And... This woman, she was just about like three weeks into having her hip replaced, by the way. Second hip. Her second hip replaced. But she was like, I need to be able to walk around when I'm over there. So she like bit the bullet and did it and thankfully recovered really well. And, um, you know, it's been a long time since she flew on an airplane. So she was having to, she was like walking me through like, okay, how's the boarding pass thing <laughs> yeah. work? And She's like, do I print it out at home? Or like, no, Patty, do we, we've, we've not done that for years. Um, so it was really cute. And I just give her so much credit because it was not, it's not easy for her to get from Florida. Yeah. She had to take two flights. It's an overnight flight. It's a lot. Um, and she just had the best time. And funny enough, she, she was sick when she even arrived. Yeah, like, I think she had a cold. Yeah. And so we both were not at our best. <laughs> you really weren't. And we still, I think, had an incredible time. And she had such a great attitude. And um, it just it warmed my heart in so many ways I can't describe yeah. to have that experience with her. And I'll never forget the first night sitting on this balcony of this Airbnb that we booked that was just the perfect Airbnb. Right on Lake Lucerne. So just it's different this... than the one that we were just describing yes. to you. This was in a, on a different lake. And the first one that we were just describing, you're on like kind of the base level of the lake and you're looking out directly 
in a lake and there's mountains kind of around you. So picture you're in like a valley. Yeah. But this second Airbnb is you drive all the way up a huge mountain. So you're overlooking all of Lake Lucerne from the south. And so it's a totally different vantage point than the first Airbnb. Yeah. And we picked it because like there was a lot of considerations, but didn't want her to have to do stairs needed two bedrooms and we just found the most perfect Airbnb with the perfect host. Oh my gosh. And the best part about the Airbnb is that there was this gorgeous balcony with outdoor furniture that you could just sit and overlook the lake and the mountains. And I'll never forget the first night sitting out there. And my mom brought her old, (laughs) basically Polaroid photos from her trip to Lucerne when she went, when she was 16, 54 years ago, 54 years ago. That I think is amazing. Like I kept coming back to that and I'm like, Patty came here half a century ago, has photos of all these memories, and now she's here with us again, and we're going to go back to those places. It was so cool. It was just like a full circle cool moment in life, and we laughed so hard, and she, I give my mom so much credit because (laughs) Sorry, I was just laughing. One of my favorite parts of going through the photos was a lot of them were unlabeled, like she didn't write anything on the back, (laughs) and she'd be like... Well, I know this one isn't from Greece because I didn't go to Greece. And so like every time I would see a photo, that one that was like clearly London. I'm like, that's not Greece because I know you didn't go to Greece. And so we just like kept playing that Yeah, game. her commentary of all the photos was perfect. And we just had a great time. Like we um, did a bunch of different things. We went to some restaurants. Oh, well, first let's talk yeah. about, so we went to Lucerne. So that was like the big like. The city. Had to, yeah. had to do that. Go to the, the city of Lucerne. There are a Which couple. Which is actually a big, the. Oh yeah, yeah, very like modern city, not like a cute, quaint European city like you would think. Like there's definitely some cute, quaint parts which we tried to visit. So like the old bridge, which is this old wooden bridge. So we walked by that, and it's funny though you see that from like a very modern, normal bridge, which is kind of ironic. Like you're seeing this bridge with like six lanes of traffic and like so many people. So you can take photos. So you can look at the old bridge. Uh, And then we went and saw the Lion Monument, which is really cool. It's just this lion statue that's like carved out of stone mm-hmm. um, and, and she was saying my favorite part was it's it's covered in trees there's just trees everywhere the it's fall in like colors a park now. yeah but she was saying when she went there 54 years ago there were no trees yeah and so it's just wild to imagine this space and how much it's changed for her it's still this monument that's here that hasn't changed but uh yeah i just thought that was like a really cool little moment there yeah and we did that one day. We went to this cool hotel that was up in the mountains. Nate lunched there. Great, we view, went to this great view of the city. Incredible yeah. Italian restaurant. <laughs> that was, you, just real quick, let's what? share. Um, what did they say when you walked in? What? Did, who? To the host when you came up to the host and uh, told him about our reservation. What did they say to you? Oh, I was talking about the Italian restaurant. Oh, no. That's I was talking about the one with the view. I was yeah, talking about no, the one with the, the view. Yeah, no, the hotel restaurant with the view. So we, my mom had sent me this restaurant that she wanted because it had an incredible view overlooking all of Lucerne. Yes. And so I had this vision of us sitting out on the terrace when the weather was nice and being able to sit outside and yeah. overlook the thing or whatever. So I'm make, I make the reservation online, but because the weather is so fickle in Switzerland, I'm seeing the forecast. I'm like, okay, it's going to definitely be sunny um, during the day on Monday. Yeah. So I make it for Monday. Yeah. And then I check it the next day and it's like, no, Monday's going to be all rain now. It's going to be Tuesday. So I make like three or four <laughs> reservations and cancel and re- rebook and whatever. And so we finally show up at the hotel and the host goes, 
Um, and first of all, no one's there. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, could have just, just shown yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And the host is like, oh, Mrs. Zook, we were confused because you made so many <laughs> reservations. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, no, sorry about that. And then the funniest part of the whole thing is the terrace is closed, closed for yeah. the season. Literally so closed like three they, days before that. It was fine because you could still see with these gorgeous windows, but they sit us like separate from anybody else oh in my the restaurant. Gosh. And I start to notice that there's like a potted plant that sits by every table. Yeah. And our potted plant is different. different than every other potted plant and I'm we're like the troublemakers. it's a secret code they yeah. literally put the potted plant there and they're like these weirdos from America <laughs> they made five reservations we don't know why oh my gosh that was so just that was memory. so funny but um, so the other restaurant the other restaurant this Italian restaurant which is possibly the most like best ambiance of a restaurant I've ever been in maybe oh it in is for sure yeah I've been thinking about it and there is not another restaurant that I think we have been to that compares to the ambiance so uh, I was on Google Maps looking for restaurant options and of course in a like again it's a bigger city it's a very modern city Switzerland is known for just like modernity and having money so things like a lot of white tablecloth restaurants so I'm looking I'm like I want something different like I don't want you just want like rustic. the modern white tablecloth restaurants to take patty to but I want something fun I find this restaurant I see the first photo in the Google Maps listing, and I'm sold. I book a table, and I'm like, "We're going here." I it's don't look just at wood beams. It's yeah. hanging pots. I, it's I, just I don't look at fire. I don't look at the menu. I don't look at the food. Nope. I looked at nothing other than this first photo, and was like, "That is it." And so it delivered. We get there. We walk in, and like you said, wooden beams everywhere. Very old feeling. Like just imagine in your mind like a Swiss chalet restaurant with just like hanging pots and pans, like you said, and just, like, Julia Child is in the back just, like, making you all this wonderful food. Okay, now, wait, isn't Julia Child from... Is she British? Oh, is I... Is she French? Maybe. So, she's European of some I, descent. Oh, no. But Email I just us. Had, <laughs> let us know. <laughs> it's, is she you know, American? It's before our time. Oh, she has an accent of some sort. Uh, wow, very uncultured. Oh, no. Anyway, it's just this fantastic restaurant. But the funny part about the restaurant, so we're taking in the ambiance. Mm -hmm. It's great. It's wonderful. We, If you remember from our stories in Colmar, France, we were handed chalkboard menus of like what to drink and what to eat. So you're not getting like a paper Which menu with a, a bunch of options. Thing. Yeah. So we get handed the wine list menu and I got a cute photo of you and Patty holding up the wine list, which I just love. Then it comes time to order food and I'm looking around and I'm like, there, we don't have a menu. And all of a sudden I'm realizing, oh, it's just a family style tasting restaurant. Which we've never had before. Like we've done tasting menus obviously, but never family style tasting. So, so it's, it's like not like little like here's an amuse bouche with like the chef turned a hamburger like upside down and inside out. And like you have this like one bite of weird food. It's like, no, here's soup and salad and you get a bowl and you have to decide, do you put the salad in that bowl <laughs> first that. or do you put the soup in the bowl first? Because you're going to use it for the soup or the salad <laughs> afterwards. So it just became this like really fun experience of we didn't know what we were ordering. Mm -hmm. We didn't know what we were getting. It, you had to share all of it and you just figured out what you wanted. But I think definitely it ranks up there in the best restaurants of this year for us because the ambiance was amazing. The crackling fire the crackling as well. Fire. Oh, it's just fantastic. The warmth, I, I just can't even describe it. So, I'll leave, a link, I'll leave a link in the uh, in the show notes to the restaurant so you can see the one photo and hopefully yeah. you'll feel the same way when you of see it. Of course, we were in Switzerland. I wish we had been able to do a little bit more hiking, but because it was we were with my mom and she has kind of limited mobility, but we did on our last day go to 
um, visited some cute little quaint towns. And then Jace and I were able to hike up to this beautiful waterfall. Mm. Um, it wasn't a very far hike, so mom could just stay at the bottom, but it was gorgeous. And, um, we got to go behind a waterfall. Second time in our lives, we've walked behind a waterfall, which is just an amazing life experience to have. The whole trip was just magical. And my mom was an amazing third musketeer to our humor and she played she along started with our she jokes. started like playing up on her jokes yep. and like making funny faces and photos and it yeah. was really great it was definitely a trip that i will not forget and it was an amazing way to end we kept talking about like we're so glad that we waited to do switzerland because it was this fantastic ending to cap off the entire year of travel and it lived up to all of our yeah. dreams it was just um it was a really wonderful ending to an adventure yeah and i, I think we'll talk more about kind of like rest of Europe stuff as we get into the uh, topic of this episode, which uh, we can transition to now. But look forward to, if you've been really enjoying our travel stories and our adventures, just know that those are going to change back into like, what's going to life looking like as we try and get ready to move to Portugal full time. And then once we're in Portugal and living full time, I'm really excited to share what that feels like, what it's like to be an expat living in a foreign country and we're not living in like a big expat community. We're living in like a very small community next to a very small town. Do you know how many people live in our nearby town? 6,000. 25,000 total in the whole area, but in the... the in Lourinha. In Lourinha, 6,000. 6, yeah. yeah, which is kind of amazing. Like, it's very amazing. Yeah, the last place we lived, I think there were 150,000 people that lived in like the area that we were in, let alone, that was just Carlsbad, let alone San Diego. 50,000 people live in Carlsbad? Yeah. Wow. That's more why or less it feels, than you thought. That's why it more. Yeah, exactly. That's why it feels so much more calm because there's just yes. less people. hundred percent. Yeah. I was thinking that just where we are here, I was like, yeah. oh, there's just more people. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that's a good, a good transition. transition. So let's talk about, uh, what we're most looking forward to yeah. in this, this move to living in Portugal and just a couple things, you know, this is kind of like, this is more a life update for us and less. I don't know how much you're going to learn on this episode. Yeah, I don't, and again, I I come back to this is the battle for a little inside baseball here, mm-hmm. which none of neither of us like baseball, and maybe you don't either. Um, but just like pulling the curtain back, these are the episodes where Caroline and I always have like friction because she's like, "What's someone going to learn?" And I'm like, "Who cares what they're going to learn? We are doing something so weird, and it's just fun to share the behind the scenes." No, totally, of that. and I I'm with you. I totally see the value. It's why if I really thought there was no value, I'd fight you harder. But yeah. I am always cognizant of people's time and I want them to get value out of this I podcast. Mean, and I understand that there is value yeah. in hearing people's stories and how they live their lives because it opens up possibilities for your life. And so that's why I'm I'm totally on board. But yeah, we do fight a little bit about, about these, like, are these types of episodes. Just episode topics in general. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's talk about the first category here of what we're most looking forward to in moving to Portugal, which is change of life and culture. Yes. And so I think just piggybacking right off of what we were just talking about, the fact that this town, and again, like the bigger town that's around us, not even like the area where we are, is 6,000 people slash 25,000 people. It it immediately at, like leans itself into a slower pace of life. But Absolutely. that's just Europe in general. And especially like smaller town Europe, which is where we tried to visit the majority of the time this year. And I think that's probably the biggest thing that we're both looking forward to is just it's slower. Totally. And not to overgeneralize because obviously if you go to like Lisbon or if you go to some of the, you go to London, like it's not all of Europe is slower, but I will say we've been to quite a few places now in, in Europe and there is this definite 
difference in just a pace that you can feel in the air. And it's really hard to articulate and really hard to pinpoint. Um, but I think those of our listeners who do live in Europe and who have been to the States will probably, and, and vice versa, probably be able to understand what we're saying. There's just this like, this savoring of of life and experiences that I don't always feel when we're in the States. Yeah. And I think even speaking from someone who like, I am a life optimizer and I want to do everything as fast and efficiently as possible. It's almost revealed that like, that's stressful. You yeah. Know? Because I think that's now, why this is so good for you. Yeah. Excuse me. It's good for <laughs> you as well. Uh, but I mean that to sound so like therapeutic. Like, uh, I, I think this is going to be great for your shift <laughs> that you're making. Um, no, I, I really do. As we this entire year have stayed in smaller towns, and listen, I fully understand there are small towns in the U.S. But the difference is that even in the big towns in Europe, there is the slower pace of life. Mm -hmm. There is not the slower pace of life in the bigger cities of the U.S. And so I think for me, that's what I'm really excited about. It's just this idea that like everybody's not in a hurry to get everywhere. Everyone's not in a hurry to do everything. And again, I'm not saying that's necessarily a bad thing in the U.S. I'm just saying for us and especially for me, I have felt just the like, ah, oh, like a breath of fresh air of like, oh, I don't have to be so almost like neurotic about you got to do this at this time. We got to do this at this time. This is the schedule for this. And it's like, yeah, you know, there's just a lot of like throwing up your hand and being like, it's fine. Yeah. And I'm happy I, some, to get that way. Something I've also noticed too. Is it a shift that you're making? No. Okay. Is the, the, Jason and I have this phrase that we talk about often as it relates to business, which is the art of making it hard, <laughs> which we laugh about. But really what it means is sometimes in, in a business context, um, by, by making things not as easy and frictionless and convenient as possible. For example, like we make things like a little bit difficult just to almost qualify people who really want our stuff or really want our content or really want to sign up for our email newsletter. Whereas a lot of people give you the opposite advice of like making it as easy as possible. But sometimes if you want, you know, a quality of an email subscriber, for example, you want to put up just enough of a friction yeah. so that, um, you know, you get someone who really wants to be there at the end of that. Right. That's what, how we talk about it in a business context, but I've been thinking about it in like a life context. There's this, obviously living in a smaller town, living in Portugal, it's very different from America in that everything's a little bit more inconvenient. Oh like, yeah. You don't sure. have as many options. There's no target. There's like no let's target. just say it like there's no there's not a one-stop shop for all your things. Yeah. And even in the bigger cities, you have things like, you know, food delivery and stuff like that. But, but like just your convenience options are much more limited, I would say. <laughs> uh, also, I was going to say, I think on the Uber Eats app for like where we are going to live, there are two restaurant exactly. options. No, I think there's three. I think there's a Chinese place, a pizza place, and then the like beach bar. The restaurant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it's like, there's something about a lack of convenience that I'm almost finding value in because it makes you appreciate things in a different way. I yeah. do find that being back in the States where ev when everything is an option, you almost get this like sense of lack of appreciating it when, you know what I, 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 I don't know. It, it's again, it's very hard to articulate and probably because a lot of this is fresh because we are comparing it to the States in a very like new context. So I'm sure a lot of these thoughts will percolate over time, but yeah, There's I, obviously a downside to certain things sure. not being convenient in, in Portugal, but I'm kind of looking forward to a change, what that will do to our mindset and patience. Yeah. I mean, I, like very, the quick small example is, 
you know, when you're moving into a new place, thankfully, like, the place we're moving into is fully furnished. The kitchen is fully stocked, as fully stocked as one can be. Like, it doesn't have all the things you want to need. But I, I know one of the things that we're going to want to find are, like, some really nice ceramic mugs and, like, a couple, like, nice, like, serving plates for dinner. It would be so easy if you were in the States. You just go to Target, right? Like, that's where those yeah, things are. or, like, Amazon, right? You yeah. search through hundreds. But for us, like, we are going to try and find a local ceramic shop and to actually find someone where... They've made those things. And, and again, like I know in the U.S. you can find those things, but our default, at least our default scheme yeah. for ourselves is we'll just go to Target. Like it's so exactly. much easier just to do that. And so, yeah, I do think that challenge of making it a little bit harder, it'll also make it more rewarding because hopefully, and this kind of leads into the next thing, is like we want to be a part of the community. We want to support the local businesses. We want to make friends and, and meet people. And so I think there's something really interesting about like forcing yourself into a lot of these a little bit more difficult I think that's decisions. what it is. You put it perfectly. It's, oh. it's a little bit more friction, but the reward is greater. Yeah. Because you had to work a little bit harder for it. Yeah. And I like that. And I think that that is an interesting thing in life where even in this full-time year of travel, some of the most gratifying and enjoyable moments are the ones followed by a difficult like thing to get to following or like, it's a little bit harder, you know, like I, I'll, I'll never forget when we were in Iceland again, bringing that back just cause like it's very top of mind. We had to walk that two and a half miles to get yeah. to the plane. That was like the wrecked plane. Yeah. We didn't know it was a two and a half mile walk until we started. Yeah. And two and a half miles is not a short walk. Especially when you're not expecting it. And you're in boots and you're on gravel and I just remember getting to the wrecked plane. I'm like, this is amazing. And it's because it took so long to get there. Yeah. And it just, I think that is a really interesting thing for us as we're moving to Portugal is I think we're going to appreciate so many more of the little things. And and let's be honest, there is Amazon in Portugal for some things. It is not nearly as yeah, much. Yeah, and I also don't want to make it sound like we're somehow like above convenience. Oh, yeah, like we no. definitely, like we, I'm buying, we stocked up on some Target stuff while we were in listen, the States. Listen, I'm buying my uh, water flosser for my teeth on Amazon, because again, I wouldn't even know where to begin to look for that. <laughs> I would go to Wharton, which is the electronic store in Wharton, Portugal. Right. I don't know if they're going to have uh, water flashes there, but I'll check. But you know, like there are some of those conveniences. So, um, so is that life and culture? Do you want to? Oh, we want to see a lot of the rest of Portugal as well. We're very excited about that. Yes, that's something that we're really looking forward to. Is Portugal is not a very big country. I mean, coming from the states, yes. certainly not a very big country. And so, all of these little kind of weekend trips, yep. road trips that we can take to amazing cities. There's so much that we didn't even get a chance to see in the two times that we visited this year. So I'm very much looking forward to sitting down and looking at the calendar and saying, okay, what little weekend trips do we want to take? We don't have to go on the weekend, babe. We work for ourselves. We can go whenever we want. Well, you know what I mean. And we're also really well situated. So we're, we're not exactly in the center of the country, but we're pretty close, pretty close. on the coast. So we're 45 minutes from Lisbon, which is obviously the main city. We're three and a half hour drive from Porto, which is the second big, biggest city, which is in the north um, it's of Kind of more Portugal. of like a San Francisco vibe. Yeah. And then we're about three hours from the Algarve, which is the southern coast, which is where there's a giant expat community. And that's actually where a lot of people end up relocating. But I just think we're really well situated. And then there's tons of little beach towns that we want to go to that we've already like put on the map and, and been interested in before. And don't forget Eastern Portugal and all the wine regions. and Totally. And then getting into Spain, like we're pretty close just to like, we could just drive over to Spain if we want. It's wild. How we could close. end up in Barcelona before we know it. I'm very much looking forward to that, like continuing our exploration. I'm also very much looking forward to learning the language. Yeah. I love learning things. This is like a core 
thing that brings me joy. I love the process of learning. I love the feeling of getting better at something. I even told Jason just the small, we just went back to Portugal right before we went to Switzerland or no, no, right before we flew back to the the States. Yeah. We ended up in Lisbon. We were in Lisbon for a week and um, I remember because Lisbon was the very first place that we were in January of this year. And I'll never forget the shock of the Uber Eats app was all in Portuguese. Yeah. And we had to constantly screenshot the app, go to Google Translate. Tra- like even the simple act of just ordering take or, you know, delivery food felt so difficult because it was in a different language. And now I know just enough of the language that like I don't have to translate a menu. Yeah. I, I, I now know plenty of items and using context clues and using what I know about the language. I can figure out a thing and just that little increase and like knowing little phrases and being able to, you know, say a couple greetings in Portuguese makes me so happy. Yeah. And, um, I'm just really looking forward to having a new thing to learn Mm -hmm. that is very, you know, there's a, a a very high reason for me to learn it. Who do you think is going to be quicker to learn Portuguese language? The thing that's going to absolutely drive me nuts <laughs> is that I'm going to devote more time and resources to learning the language, quote unquote, properly. Yes, exactly. And you are going to come in with your white male energy <laughs> and your confidence, and you're going to throw away these pronunciations, and you're going to do better. And yeah. it's going to drive me insane, yeah. but I... It's a little bit of like a metaphor for our lives where like I'll just... I'll just learn a phrase and I'll just say it incorrectly, but I'll just try. And it's good enough that someone gets it. You'll not have known that phrase well enough that like, you'll almost like freeze up in the moment. You'd be like, I couldn't remember what the phrase is. It's like, well, just say like the part that you yes. know. Right. And like, that's the, yes. and, and I'm laughing only because I know it's going to be very difficult to learn a language at age 40. I remember how difficult it was to try and learn French at age 17. <laughs> and so I and did not end up learning it, only learned how to say cheeses very well. Uh, <laughs> and maybe not that well. But yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Like I also, I think it's a really interesting part of moving to a different country where you don't speak the language and you are now the person who like doesn't know anything, right? So like yeah. you're coming into, you're like, I don't know anything. Like I'm the one who's now behind on mm-hmm. all of this. And like, I need your help. Mm-hmm. I can't just like, again, we are with the white male confidence. Like I, I'm, I just, I'm afraid I'm going to offend somebody. I, you know, I just like, I don't know what I'm doing right or wrong. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. There's a to, humility that you don't always get as an American, a privileged American absolutely. in a, you know, where you're just used to everything. But I do think that's why we're a good team Yeah, because I think, I will kind of bring a little bit of the technical, like proper, whatever. And I'll learn all the bad words. Oh, I'm sorry. Anyone at this uh, coffee shop need me to conjugate a verb really quickly? (laughs) Yeah, you'll be like, oh, uh, I'm sorry my husband doesn't use the the masculine and feminine. He doesn't quite understand those. (laughs) But I think with your confidence and my dedication to actually accuracy. (laughs) Google Translate will work. Will be a good combo. Uh, okay, so let's talk about rebuilding our home base. Yes, so this is the next category of things that we're very excited about. And this is just the excitement of having a home uh, yeah. again. I, so the way I wanted to kind of frame this was, I think every single person who is listening to this has moved. And you have probably just moved from one place to another, whether it's in the same town or the same state or what have you. It's not really a big change in like the things that you have. And so it's more of just like, I'm moving all my stuff from one place to another. So we we have made, and this is the first time we have done this, so we're experiencing this in a new way. But we went from 
we have all of our stuff that we've loved and curated. We got rid of all of that. We only kept the base things we could fit in some suitcases. And now we're moving into a home where we get to have some stuff again. And we are very much minimalist and we don't want to accumulate a whole house full of things. And we're also super grateful that the house comes furnished so we don't have to buy a lot of the big ticket items. Like that's amazing. But that being said, being on the road for 10 months and living out of suitcases and living out of Airbnbs, we very much know like one really good pan, you can cook everything in it. Two spatulas and like one slotted spoon, you can make any pasta your heart desires. <laughs> like the right shape of colander, the perfect little coffee setup, like all of these things. And I'm, I'm very focused on the kitchen apparently, <laughs> but like throughout the house, I'm so excited to know because we've been on the road living in all these uncomfortable places, you can create comfort just by having like the right things, knowing which the, those things they are. So I'm just excited for like getting a couple of those really right things to then have full time. Definitely. I mean, I am just excited for like a continuity of things, Yeah. you know, because like you said, there's certain areas of this lifestyle where the adaptability has obviously been really, really good for me. But after almost a full year of it, I'm tired of adapting to a new pan. I'm tired of adapting <laughs> yeah, to a new yeah. washing machine. I'm tired of adapting to a new bathroom sink setup, like all those things. Um, I'm just so excited for a continuity of like a, a continuity of workspace. Yeah. I have had to learn how to be productive at a tiny cafe table at a bar, a kitchen Island bar top at a, on a, on a couch in a bed, like all these places where sometimes there's not a dedicated workspace. And I'm excited to have a desk again and be able to, the way that we had it at our previous home, have a place where like my mental cue is okay. It's time to sit down and work. Like I found that that actually not having that was very hard for me personally. I know some people like you, like you can work pretty much. Oh, but I'm also like, I'm very much feeling this as well. But I need that mental cue to be like, Oh, I'm sitting down at my desk right now. It's time to get into work mode. So I'm so excited about that. Yeah. I don't even need it for the mental cue. I just want it for the comfort. Mm -hmm. I want it for the, like I've worked from 40 couches this year and Mm -hmm. 40, like you said, cafe tables and kitchen bars and like, none of it is conducive to just like, oh, I'm comfortable. I'm in my work zone. You know, I can yeah. like put on the place that I want. Like, this is where I feel good about where I'm like, this couch is uncomfortable. This chair is, un-, you know, it's just, yeah. and again, like first world problems for sure on complaining about like having to work from Switzerland from a couch, <laughs> but just, yeah, I think the, the routines, um, I wanted to quickly talk about, since you kind of jumped here, I'm excited to have a dedicated podcasting setup and I'm excited to upgrade our mics to have mics that like, I really believe sound amazing. Yes. And like, I think we picked some decent ones for the road, but I think... Oh, they've done a great job of being able to podcast from all over the... But the difference is that the environments are very much difficult of like, this place has high ceilings, so no doubt we're going to have a little bit of echo and whatever. Right. But I'm really excited to like get the Shure SM7Bs, to get the stands, to like have a room that maybe we put a little bit of acoustic stuff up on the walls, and it just sounds real crispy, and it's like... Let's go down to the podcast room. Let's sit down. Let's crank out an episode for our people. And it just feels good. I'm going to tell you, I can already feel what will probably be a challenge for us. Yeah. Because we're starting from nothing. And like you were saying, glad that we have a furnished place so that we don't have to buy. You don't have to fill up a place, you know, with the big ticket items. But... I can already tell that because we have such a strong idea of all the items that do bring value to our lives, like I can tell you the list of things that I know I'll use like every day, but I think it's going to be really hard for us not to just like do all of that at the beginning. Of course. And I think we really, 
I think it's a better idea to kind of titrate it, not just financially over time, but also because I don't just want to go on like a spending spree and just like convince ourselves that we need all these things, you know? So what you're saying is I'm not allowed to buy our podcasting setup on November 8th. No, I <laughs> maybe not podcasting, but I think that as we look at what we want to buy, I really want to be mindful in the way that we prioritize those things Yeah. so that we again, and also it's just a little bit of like um, titrating, not only the uh, cost of that yeah. financially over time, but also titrating the joy Yeah. because as we all know, like buying things is fun. Yes. Getting yeah. a new thing is fun. And so it's a little strategic in terms of like spreading that, Don't that do it all joy once. out yeah. over time. Hey, um, real quick, what is the number one thing that you're looking forward to buying to like have in our home? And if you need a second to think about it, I can say mine. The number one thing. Yeah. This is embarrassing. Yeah. Um, a little bit. <laughs> I know what it is. No, it's not. You don't, you okay. don't know what it is. All right. The number one thing that yeah. I'm excited to have in our home yeah. is my exercise bike. Oh, wow. I was going to go blanket. I thought it was the fluffy blanket. If I had to choose between the blanket and the exercise bike, I would go exercise bike. Wow. Well, that's, a, that's, that's pretty incredible. Which is inc this is again, cause you, cause you've crumpled into a ball. I've human. crumpled into a ball. <laughs> no, but this is how you know that my 2021 experiment, like, changed my brain on a fundamental level. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, I would have categorized myself as a person who hates exercise. Yes. My entire life. I have never found it enjoyable really at all. <laughs> I've only done it because I thought I would had to. Yeah. And in 20 and like maybe science says it's good for you. Well, yeah, exactly. That's maybe, what I mean by maybe. had to. Yeah. Like science is like, oh, like this is maybe a thing you, you should, should do. You should move. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, really? Do I have to? But um, in 2021, I set this goal for myself to be a person who does not hate exercise. That was my only goal. And my way of doing that was just to do at least 10 minutes of exercise every single day. And over the course of that year, I sort of fell in love with exercise. And I love what it does for my mental health. I love what it does for my physical health and strength and how much just I don't feel like achy in my body in the same way that like I do now that I'm a crumply ball. <laughs> yeah. And I love it. It gives me ideas. Like I love the way it starts my morning. Like there's so many benefits to it. Right. And I know that it worked in 2021 because First of all, I've had a desire to get like we've tried to work out yeah, this oh yeah. year, and we have. And we've probably it's, worked out, and it's much easier when we're in a same spot for two weeks yeah. because you can find a gym, you can do that. Like we've done that, we've talked about that, but like but especially these past three weeks, yeah. it's been impossible, impossible. or a month yeah. because a you were sick in one of them, but there there was no gym in Lake Lungern. No, you know there was no gym we were going to find up on the mountain. You know, where and we're I do better in a gym environment, so I am so excited. At the notion of in my home having a bike, I love to cycle. It doesn't have to be like a Peloton, but I love using the Peloton app. And we already scouted it out when yeah. we were on our scouting we trip. We went to a decathlon. We went to a decathlon store and priced out these stationary, these upright bikes. And pretty, I'm so, pretty affordable, honestly. I'm so excited to be able to like do that and have a nice just yeah physical exercise every morning yeah um in the almost exact same budget category of your exercise bike is yeah. my coffee setup yeah so <laughs> i'm so excited to get my own little like pour over coffee setup i've already like picked out all the things i found a really cute little ceramics company that's based in europe and they make like this little uh pour over set that has like a little pouring 
uh, carafe and like little cups that you can drink out of and then a little pour over thing. Um, cause I'm not going to do Chemex or anything like that. I want like a, a nice looking one just because I've been to so many coffee shops and I've seen them and I'm like, yeah, I want that in my home. So, and you know, we're going to go back to the stag kettle, which is like the very famous coffee kettle. So I'm very excited to have that. Okay. Just talking about all this <laughs> makes me so excited. Yeah. And that's why I, I think sharing this episode about moving to a new place and especially something again, that I was saying like, we're moving to a whole new country. We're moving to a whole new lifestyle, if you will. It's just very different than just like moving a home and moving a different area, which we've done many times over. And it's still like, we are the types of people who we like to move. Like we like the, got to clean out your stuff. You got to get rid of some things. You got to make some choices. Then you get to create a whole new atmosphere and environment and fresh start and energy that gives. And I think we've mentioned this before in the podcast, but like one of the biggest turning points for us personally and entrepreneurially was 2015 and moving from Florida to California and living in a place that just felt awe inspiring because it was an amazing place that we shared with two other people. And that really like created a ripple effect for our businesses. And I'm excited. I'm excited for this next move, which last bullet point on here that we had mentioned, we were going to mention about the home itself was the home itself is a dream come true. Completely. And I think that's actually interesting that you brought that up because I hadn't really thought about that. But moving from Florida Florida to California, you're right. What it did, because it was such an inflection point of our happiness just really skyrocketed, even though we were the most in debt we had ever been. Financially on paper, this was a bad decision to move. But we knew that we were, and I think it was because we were in debt and I feel like Florida and like, there were so many things that were sort of weighing us down in that place that once we were able to have a fresh start, it really, the energy skyrocketed things for us. And what it taught us is we're not people who we don't spend, like, I think however you spend your money is up to you. I'm not here to judge that. But for us, we don't spend a lot of money on like designer things. Yeah. We don't spend a lot of money, even that much money on clothes, I would say. I tried to actually buy a bunch of designery things the yesterday when we were shopping. <laughs> Couldn't find a thing to buy. First of all, oh sweet baby, those are not designer well, things. Well, for like for me, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. You get the metaphor. Like he's talking he went into a made well and he's like <laughs> he's like designer things. Um that's not just ever made well. I'm just saying when I say designer, You're I mean like about the Louis I'm Batons. talking about the like real high end stuff, but Dolce's and but Gabani's. I find it really cute that you were like, I'm trying to but buy you know a designer what I meant. Like, I'm like, when did you go to Gucci? Like, <laughs> he's well, like, oh no, I went to Madewell. Like, you haven't oh, seen okay. my loafers. Exactly. Yeah. But so that's fine. But it's just for us. That's not stuff that we spend money on. What yeah. we will happily spend money on is a place. Yes. Because we spend 90% of our time there. If it's COVID, you spend 100% of your time yep. there. Um, and it, it just matters so much. And this year of being in so many different places has yes. taught us the difference between when I'm in an Airbnb that has no natural light and when I'm in an Airbnb that has open windows and natural light, I'm telling you I'm a different person. Yeah. And so that just reinforces this notion of the place matters. And so what Jason, what you had started by saying was this place that we're moving to in Portugal is like a dream, 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 dream place for us. And that is something that's probably the biggest thing that we're looking at. Yeah. And I do, I wish for everybody that listens to this podcast and however many years it would take you. And again, I'm not saying we're moving into like our perfect home that we designed and like built from the ground up and has every single like design decision we would want forever. I'm just saying we're moving into like 
if we were just to like pick a dream home that's not like the perfect home, like this is, it is a dream home. It's an amazing home. And, totally. and we don't say that to, to brag and I hope it doesn't come off that way. We just say it as like, we kind of like put this plan in place and then we got very, very fortunate that we found what we found. And the, one of the huge, amazing parts of moving to Portugal that, you know, is just the reality is the place that we're about to rent would cost at a minimum double to rent in Southern California. And I don't even know that we'd be able to find it. And, yeah. and I think like that's the other thing that's just very interesting and appealing. And again, I know that not everybody can do that. And so it comes with a lot of privilege. But I, I think for me, I just, when we walked into that place and we looked, well, we looked at three of them, but when we finally walked into the one that would be ours, just this like feeling that washed over me of like, mm -hmm. we, we could live here. Mm -hmm. Like that, I think for me is something that I wish everyone could have the chance to feel because I'm so excited for like, what that's going to present for us and just like having a place that you live that like fills you up so much every day of your life. Like I'm, I'm very excited for totally. that. And I think even if you're not in a position to be able to do that right now, which we weren't which in the we past were not, 15 years, 12 years it's together, making but. a plan or it's being creative. It's like Jason mentioned the place that we moved to in California we would have never been able to live there or afford it on our own, but we got creative and we moved in with another couple. We which found is... them on Craigslist. We literally <laughs> found a couple that we said... We didn't find them on Craigslist. <laughs> but like, yeah, as like two basically partnered people, you don't hear that very often. You only see it in shows on TV. Yeah, but like being a little bit creative or even finding ways to, um, like what can you do with your space right now yeah. to make it just that much incrementally better for your mental health. I don't know. I think that's worth considering. Yeah. So anyway, I, those are the things that we're really looking forward to. Uh, I think the last one is just being in Europe and then being able to travel. Like we already want to go back to Switzerland. We want to go back to Italy. We want to go visit Scandinavia. Like there's just so many other countries and things we want to see. And we're obviously moving into a new, well, maybe not obviously, we're moving into a new chapter of our lives where we want to start talking about having kids. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a pretty easy process to try and make the children. <laughs> I've heard, like I've, I Googled some things like, how to make a child. And I was like, oh, okay, I got it. Yeah, I've seen that before. Um, that's just my silly way of ta talking about it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think there's a lot of very exciting, interesting things that we're going to run up against in the next year. But being in Europe and being able to, at a moment's notice, go, hey, do you want to go like see some castles? Like, that's just a really cool thing to Definitely. be able to do. And yeah, I'm excited about that. I certainly, now that I have sort of gotten over this hump of flying, which has been such a barrier to being able to travel in the past. And now I feel so much more empowered to be able to go places. I'm not in a hurry to, uh, you know, go back to the old way of not going places. But what Jason's saying is right, which is we know that the next chapter is starting a family. We don't know how hard or easy that will be, but we know that that's what we want to move into. And so it's going to be an interesting negotiation for us in the next season of life to try to retain the sense of adventure that we've kind of sparked yeah. this year and understand the reality and understand like balance that with the reality of building family and you know, how do we make it all work? But that's what life's about is just yeah, trying to balance your I think desires. Every, and everybody figures it out in their own way. And, and there are certainly examples that we can find of people who travel with kids and, we're not trying to be full-time travelers with kids. Hell no, we're not doing that. Mm -mm. But it's just more of like, oh, if we traveled every quarter or something. You and know, I will and say, I mean, just the ease of living in a country where it's a one-hour flight to, to a lot of places. So many places. Yeah. I, I couldn't believe the flight from where was it when we were in? It was Swiss, from Switzerland to 
Where Lisbon? were we? The UK? No, the on oh, the way over. Oh, getting on the way over. Yeah. I was like, it was like an hour and forty five minutes. I was like, in what world? Yeah, yeah. That's amazing. So yeah, those are a lot of the things we're looking forward to. We hope you found this interesting and that you are excited to hear about our moving to Portugal adventures. And if you have questions, please email us because I would love to indulge your curiosity. Like I'm yeah. curious what people are curious about in this whole process. Yeah. And um, if you find it inspiring, I hope at the very least it opens up possibilities for, you know, dreams that you have for your, whether those are moving countries or not. Yeah. I mean, it, it could just be for the, for our U S friends, it could be moving across the country to a different state that you've been looking at forever, you know? And, and I can tell you that when we did that in 2015, it was again, like Caroline said, we were in debt. It was very difficult financially, but we just said, we got to take this chance because otherwise we're going to be stuck here forever and we don't want to be stuck here forever. And and that was a huge door opening moment for our lives. So uh, yeah, hope you uh, had a good time listening to this. Again, send your questions through if you have them. Hello at wanderingaimfully.com. Next week, we will get into the nitty gritty of filling out our visa applications. We're going to read you every single uh, line item from our form so you can understand <laughs> if you want to fill it out. No, we're not going to do that. Uh, but we'll share more about that. We'll share some of our uh, fun adventures that we've had here back in the U.S. because we got to see some family. You're going to have seen some friends. It's, it's going to be a good time while we're here. And then before you know it, we're going to be living in Portugal. Wow. Basically two, uh, two episodes from now? Two episodes from now, we should be living in Portugal, yeah. What? Wow. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Okay, bye. Bye.